0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host Ashutosh Garg and today I'm privileged to welcome a very accomplished senior professional and an author from Hyderabad, India, Nirja Singh. Nirja, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much Ashutosh, thank you. I'm thrilled.
0: Thank you. Nirja ne- is a global convention speaker She's an author and she's a generational collaborator. She's also a generational diversity speaker and author of four generational books uh, and a columnist on staying a step ahead of Gen Next. Nija Singh, in her own words, is the teenager or a senior teenager. So Nija, you call yourself a teenager. Can you explain the concept of a teenager or a senior teenager? That's right, Ashutosh. I call myself a teenager
1: because I'm a senior teenager. And uh, I call myself also a millennial, with the benefit of hindsight. Mm-hmm. I chose this uh, moniker, because uh, it uh, helped me bridge the gap mm-hmm. between generations. Yeah. And uh, I do believe I'm also a senior because I'm a shape shifter, like mm-hmm. the younger generations. I'm ambitious like them, tech savvy like them and entrepreneurial
0: in my temperament, just like them. Oh, wonderful. And yes. Uh, so, before I go further, tell me a little bit about your own journey and when did you first get interested in generational diversity? And
1: look, I was being uh, like any regular mom and professional uh, born in the 60s. I was being a textbook parent, I thought, and a textbook professional. Uh, I have a background in education and media, but what I was seeing was that the outcomes were not turning out textbook. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were things catching me completely by surprise. And it was, in fact, my older daughter who lit the fire of generational diversity under me because she was coming out of one closet after another. She had studied in premium schools. She was a graduate of the National Law School of India University, Bangalore. Then she did her master's in psychology at uh, Ambedkar University and also worked with Google Hong Kong and after all of that uh, she was struggling with a quarter-life crisis. Uh Uh, She was coming down with mental health issues and uh, you're a president student council, you're a Delhi state boxing champion and yet Ashutosh, uh, we lost her in uh, 2021 uh to suicide and I shared this very openly because I learned from my daughter Aksir to claim these labels also.
0: Mm.
1: She is the reason I began to talk on generational diversity, because I saw that this is like a never before difference. We haven't seen this kind of disconnectedness before.
0: Very, very well said. So carrying on, and thank you so much for sharing the story about your daughter. Um, What in your view are some of the common misconceptions we, teen, we tend to have, and you said you were born in the 60s, I was born in the 50s. So uh, what are some of the common That's... misconceptions people have about different generations? So Ashutosh, your generational location
1: will be very different from Absolutely. my generational location. So Absolutely. my location is the 1960s Chinese aggression, the Indo pak war, the Sabre Jets, I ended up marrying a fighter pilot that's a different story i was completely taken up with these nat pilots back then then putting the brown paper on our you know windows blackout and all those things now the misconception today is not so much as these. these are these have become minor factors the misconception is about the entire idea of generational diversity today we do not acknowledge how different this generational diversity is, yeah. and the difference is not just about music, about lifestyle, about mm-hmm. none of this. It goes far deeper. It has to do with power, the the, you know, the structure of hierarchy. It has to do with politics. It has to do with language. Mm-hmm. That is the misconception because, uh, and this is happening at both sides of the age spectrum. Mm-hmm. So employees are living longer. They continue to work mm. and the power is moving younger. Mm. So, and and to today it's not just a good old uh, plain intelligence that you and I talk about. Mm. There is your digital intelligence, there's your emotional intelligence, there's your social intelligence. And uh, we are really beginning to live in niches, mm. very narrow niches, mm. which sometimes makes it possible to continue living without really connecting with each other. Mm we have maybe begun to feel that generations don't need each other mm. anymore. Mm. That's the misconception. The misconception, like I said, is about the nature of this of diversity.
0: Very well said. Thank you. And uh, conversely, what are some of the positive attributes that you notice when you talk about different generations?
1: Absolutely. They each bring very strong uh, strengths. So, boomers, my generation, 1960s born will bring, uh, you know, emotional intelligence to a situation. They can be great life coaches for the younger generations. Mm. They also can anticipate pitfalls. Mm. Whereas uh, the next generation, 1960s, uh, 64, 65, born and X, they are more pragmatic. They are also called the latchkey children, mm-hmm. and uh, very resourceful. Millennials, they brought tech savviness, optimism, connectedness. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Gen Z today, extremely cause oriented, Mm -hmm. social media savvy, hacker mindset. So these are positives, each generation brings their own strengths. The challenge is to bring them all to the common table, a middle ground,
0: so to say. Well said. And moving from here now, I wanted to get your perspective on how can businesses and I see a lot of corporate leaders struggling with Mm. trying to handle the younger with the Millennials and the Gen Zs and the Gen Alpha is now coming in soon into the workplace as well. How can businesses benefit from understanding generational diversity?
1: There is no choice, Ashutosh. Today, we have to be age smart as well as age savvy. And uh, because our collective, emotional, mental, financial, social health, all depends upon how generational ready we are. Mm-hmm. And businesses, obviously, they will benefit from uh, retaining young people that they're losing right now. They uh, benefit in terms of productivity, in terms of profit, they, 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 there, are, there are multiple ways uh, that uh, they need to understand this diversity, they need to address it and uh, they all know that uh, generational diversity is very important for innovation and creativity for instance mm-hmm. for reverse learning reverse mentoring but uh, they also sometimes find generational diversity a headache instead of a help mm-hmm. they are going to grow faster they are going to thrive and survive only when they address acknowledge mm-hmm.
0: generational diversity the mm. so generational skills have to be acquired. Mm. Fascinating. And Nisha, how do you foresee the generational landscape changing over the years? Hugely, <laughs> it's going to be
1: unrecognizable. I feel. Now let's see. We talk about all these generations, but we ignore something that is already alive and is going. It's looming ahead of us, and that's called the Generation V. Hmm. Generation B is a generation virtual. Hmm. It's very fascinating because although this generation is human, uh, but it's developed around technologies and it's so immersively, uh, fundamentally entrenched in technology that it affects, uh, it'll affect, uh, you know, factors like uh, day to day operations of businesses, automated Hmm. processes, Hmm. your Communication, global business, and Ashutosh—it's not just generational virtual; it's also generation visual. Mm -hmm. This is the generation, and it's not age-dependent. That's what's Mm -hmm. fascinating about it. So they are also consuming content, and they are creating content. So uh, there's a a huge amount of a massive percentage of content. uh, I think seventy percent or so is being created by this generation. Mm We, so they are far more discerning. So virtual in this. In these two ways. And finally, in their behavior, attitudes, and interests, when people are online, they appear very similar. So, this is an entirely new segment, mm. not defined by age, not defined by their social classes, not defined by geography, mm. no gender differentiation. What are they based on? Accomplishment, achievement, and increasing preference for the digital media.
0: Amazing. And since you just spoke a little bit about technology, my next question is: how has technology influenced generational diversity and interaction?
1: technology now imagine um, we t- we're talking of generational diversity today, mm-hmm. but uh tomorrow's diversity diversity is only going to grow. Uh, uh, today, it is considered as an ethical issue. Tomorrow, it will be absolutely compelling, compelling, compulsory, unavoidable. You That is the only kind of diversity that you're going to be handling. Mm-hmm. Because AI is here, cyborgs are here, imagine a workforce, where you have this additional diversity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robotics, biotechnology, and a holographic workstation. Mm-hmm. Fancy yourself, Ashutosh, sitting no. up on a table like that. Mm-hmm. So, on one hand, you have this older generation that is refusing to retire, like you and me. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you have Gen Alpha. They've been on social media ever since they were born. Correct. So, this is going to be a most diverse workforce brought about by technology. Mm-hmm. And there'll be equity issues not just around gender there'll be equity issues around uh, uh, non conformity mm-hmm. maybe around uh, not just visible disabilities mm-hmm. but disabilities that you cannot see mm-hmm. and underlying all of this is going to be your employee activism mm-hmm. that is the that is the generational diversity of the future ashish oh,
0: fascinating and do you see expectations of different generations uh, from previous generations um, beginning to Im- impact organizational development?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Gen Z, for instance, they bring the kind of expectations to their workplace that their employees and their parents and their mm-hmm. bosses are completely unprepared for, mm-hmm. because this is one generation that comes with the uh, a a huge sense of agency Mm. uh, and autonomy. And uh, they are uh, completely empowered by that phone that they carry, and they Mm. have live moment to moment, uh, information of the world. That is uh, news Mm. that is happening around them. So even as the boss is sharing something with them, they're also looking it up online. Mm. Mm. And uh, perhaps, uh, contesting it. So and the expectations of fair play, the expectations of transparency, of an inclusivity. And uh, just being more uh, aware of social impact, actually delivering social impact. These are the expectations. They also bring expectations of uh, just being recognized for who they are. Today's employee Gen Z will just stand in front of you. He'll Mm -hmm. not try to fit into any template that you're providing to him. Mm -hmm. He said, this is who I am. Do what you can, what you will
0: with me. Very interesting, very interesting. But then, given these very, very interesting diversities between generations, what is, in your opinion, is the most effective way for these generations to communicate with one another when they're all working in the same workplace? Shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. I say
1: shut up and listen, Ashutosh, because this is also the tagline of my late daughter, Aksir. Mm. Uh, She was a mental health uh, activist and a therapist, and she would also say, "Shut up and listen." Basically, advocate listening. So, how Mm. can generations communicate with each other? Uh, Mm. I think they have to get off our high horse and be open to uh, hearing each other in in uh, you know in the context of context. Mm. So, look for the context. Be prepared to go behind the scenes. Try and understand. You may not agree with. What the other person is saying, but at the least you know what mm-hmm. has happened. So, keeping that in mind, listening skills definitely mm-hmm. and empathy with each other, kindness with each other, because all of us right now do not know exactly what we are struggling with, mm-hmm. and we are we, we we are building the bridge as we are crossing it. Let's say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or or are you crossing the bridge as you are building it? That's uh, that's a way to put it because. Uh, things are changing so fast
0: very interesting very interesting and i'm assuming your your word uh, your your phrase shut up and listen applies to all generations and not to teenagers alone every
1: generation every the, the only thing is uh, they say ashutosh today it's not enough to uh, hear each other is if it, you know we are like foreigners we are we are different cultures so for one generation it's important to actually learn the language of the other generation right. Right. What do they mean by chilling? What do they mean by angst, existential angst, psychic pain? What is posting? Understand, go deeper, don't be dismissive. Right. You cannot afford to dismiss any of this today, I believe.
0: Great response. Thank you. My next question is, uh, you know, and I've got two or three more questions that I want to talk a little bit about your books. Uh, what strategies can organizations use or employ to manage multi-generational teams Mm. in a context where the leader may be either a senior or a leader may be a millennial. Mm.
1: So, uh, let's say, uh, it's called practicing the paradox. Mm -hmm. Strategies have to be based on this premise. Mm. Uh, Today, a leader cannot afford to be A guard dog, he has to be a guide dog Mm. because the employee is bringing everything to work. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, it's it's not that you can shut the door and say, leave your personal problems outside. Mm. Your new employees are bringing the entire selves with their baggage, with their emotional issues, all of it is coming to work. So your strategies have to be based on these paradoxes. How does a boss be stubborn? As well as open. Right. How does a boss be confident as well as practice humility? How does a boss become a teacher and a learner? Hmm. So strategies uh, create open spaces, create boss, um, uh, you know, opportunities for a communi- an honest communication which can bear the weight of honest self disclosure. Hmm. Hmm the young generations their bullshit meter is extremely sensitive hmm. it sniffs. it sniffs uh insincerity and bull, I mean, bullshit hypocrisy hmm. say one thing mean another they don't have the time for this they're very quick to tune you out very interesting so strategies um, uh, and a lot of companies are doing that um, they, I I did a session with Adidas India recently in Gurgaon, the head office. And uh, so, so this is the best strategy, like I said, is just begin to address it and acknowledge it. Ashutosh, a lot of them are not acknowledging it as yet. yet. Mm. And eventually, include it in your diversity and inclusion mandate. Mm. So, it has to go beyond gender, socioeconomic, ethnicity. Mm. This is a diversity that affects every
0: one of us. Very interesting. So, one more question relating to diver- generation generational diversity, and then I want to move to your books. Uh, how can we, as society, uh, address the generational conflict and the miscommunication?
1: Uh, all of us, uh, we want to break new ground. Mm. I, you know, we understand that. But the only thing that can facilitate that is uh, an open, safe space, Mm -hmm. what is being called more and Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So accepting of differences, uh, doing away with biases and judgments, Mm -hmm. and uh, allowing people to to act and uh, uh, behave in a genuinely, genuinely open way. Mm. That's, not, that's not something the earlier generations have learned to do mm. because their parents were politically incorrect. They were brought up with a sense of shame. I was brought up to, you know, constantly be told that you are Vitish complexion, whatever that's supposed mm-hmm. to be, wheatish complexion. Remember? That's mm. how it was. Mm. But that doesn't hold water anymore. So we have, we just have to prepare, to be oh, open, hallelujah. a boss the final thing a parent today, a mighty boss and a mighty parent today is some and a mighty society person mm. is somebody who can permit a younger person to be at their worst sometimes in their presence.
0: Mm.
1: you You have to be a parking station. Allow that overheated car to cool down.
0: Right. Right. Very interesting. Mm. So now let me move to your books. you know you've written four books. Tell me about your books.
1: Uh, I've written four books. So uh, No Time to be Young is um, a book that uh, it talks about, it it brings intergenerational disconnect. Uh, I tried to bring it out of the echo chambers where I believe it is still raging because people don't acknowledge that this generational diversity is uh, far more visceral. Mm -hmm. So I wrote it because I saw that there was estrangement happening around me Mm. Uh, there was uh, there were mental health issues happening around me because of generational lack of communication, and in extreme cases, there have been loss of life. I suffered that I Yeah. So that's the first book. No time to be young. Mm-hmm. I called it No time to be young. Mm-hmm. Then I wrote um, about the Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Gen Z has forced everybody else to conform to them, mm-hmm. to adapt to them. But uh, what? What have they been shaped by? So, okay, Gen Z had to do with that, mm-hmm. and then I wrote Silver Surfers for my generation for the silvers because of the changing green globe, the demography, the markets changing because of that. Uh, I also wanted to channel the cult of youth, and uh, the fourth book is Boomer Boomer Bites Boomer Boomer Bites and Bummer Rights. Mm-hmm. That I, I was making an attempt to he- help the younger generation see the world through a boomers, what I called a bitter, funny lens. Mm. And uh, the attempt with all these books, and the fifth one is going to be out in Jan, Ashdosh, it's to Mm. create what I call generational benevolence. Mm. That's the idea.
0: Mm. Fascinating. So I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Neerja Singh's books, I'm going to check them out myself. And my last question to you, Nija, and this is for thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Yes. Uh, Based on your amazing understanding of different generations, and given the fact that 74% of my viewers and listeners are under 34, so millennials and, and Gen Zs, what would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of our viewers and listeners to take away and you know, this would be in addition to the very powerful lesson you gave, which was shut up and listen.
1: I, I, I'll say these three lessons with a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. These are the lessons for today. Absolutely, They may change tomorrow. Yeah. So the first thing is, prepare to challenge the popular scripts that we see around us. Mm-hmm. We are buying into these scripts without taking a step back and analyzing it closely. right. Second lesson would be, do all it takes to retain your sense of connection with the young. Hmm. Whether it's as a boss, or as a parent's connection is the most important to take. Yeah. And the third one I would say is, this is for the younger generation, that they have to learn uh, the value of the social contract, there is something called the social contract.
0: Yeah,
1: My generation was born uh, into a community and I was trying to find myself all my life. But uh, here you are born quite independent, but uh, you're trying to create a community for yourself. Uh, you do need other people, you do need society, you cannot be completely independent on an island.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So essentially, these three, ashadosh
0: Fascinating. And on that note, Nidja, and this absolutely incredible conversation I've had with you, and your three wonderful lessons, prepare to challenge the popular scripts. Second one you said was connection is most important. And third one you said was the value of the social contract is important. And you're so right, you know, there are social contracts that exist uh, yes. all around us in every relationship, we can choose to ignore it, but we must be aware of it thank you so much for speaking to me about your own journey. Thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of generational diversity, which I do believe is so critical in in all our lives and going forward because every 10, 12, 15 years, we're going to be getting one more member in the alphabet soup. Uh, We're already at Gen Alpha and I'm sure we're starting with Beta and Gamma and so on. But thank you again for speaking to me and uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you Ashutosh, thank you so very much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, just search for The Brand Called You.